Hadassah asked me to share personal stories of the Rebbitzin. I don't have. My sisters do. And some of us do have personal stories of the Rebbitzin. And that's such a special schus. But you know what? As many stories as we're going to hear, it's never going to be enough. We're never truly going to know who the Rebbitzin is. This is the paradigm of Jewish womanhood. And in today's day and age, we are often afraid to embrace it. Yeah, the world has changed tremendously. Yes, women today have a different role than they did a century ago. Women are out there on the forefront, running huge operations, teaching and inspiring, making executive decisions. But there is the essential aspect of femininity that has not changed. Women are who they are ever since the world has been created. And in order for us to be our freest, our most impactful, our most serene, our most far-reaching, really our most divine selves, we can't be afraid to embrace womanhood. Who is the Rebbitzin? We don't even know. When someone asked the Rebbe about the extent of the Rebbitzin's greatness, the Rebbe said only Hashem knows. This was in a grand sense. This was about a grand woman of valor, a woman whose mark on Jewish history was sweeping to an extent that we will never know. But this is true to a great degree about every single shlucha and every single Jewish woman. There is a mashal given by Rabbi Eliyahu Kitov. He wrote Sefer HaTodah, the book of our heritage, about the woman's role in the grand scheme of things and the plan of creation. He gives the analogy of the king who called in two of his most loyal ministers, charging them each with an extraordinary role to play in ensuring the safety and success of his kingdom. To the first minister, the king said, you will go out and fight wars. You're going to conquer kingdoms. You're going to bring entire nations under my rule. And every time you do, you're going to get a badge. You're going to get a medal. You will be recognized. You're going to be celebrated. You'll be famous. To the other minister, the king said, you're going to be my secret service agent. You will dress like a regular citizen. No one will know who you are or what you do, but you're going to protect and strengthen our kingdom. You will save our kingdom from outside harm and from threats. Your work will be tremendous. It's to you that our country will owe its stability and strength, but no one will know the value of you. Nobody except for me. The first minister represents the masculine role out there on the forefront, in the limelight, getting so much credit. The second minister represents the feminine role, bravely and courageously giving the Jewish people its fortitude and its strength, its stability and serenity with love, but in privacy. And as much as people think they know of what a woman does, only Hashem truly knows her strength and contribution. It's so humbling to look at shluchas from all over the world. Each incredible woman transforms the world into a home for Hashem in her own special way, sometimes getting credit and sometimes not getting any. Sometimes she's famous and she runs executive operations and sometimes she's hardly known. But she is running executive operations too, right there in the fortress of her own home. But nobody truly knows what any shlucha does. The incredible impact she has and the far-reaching influence she holds in being there for her husband with kind words of encouragement and support. Nobody knows what any Jewish woman does in literally bringing up an entire generation of Hashem's beloved children of the nation that's the light unto all nations. A woman who carries a baby in her womb, who lovingly feeds her children, who gets up in the middle of the night to tend to a crying baby. A woman who teaches her children to say brachas, to daven, who sings shema with love and joy with her children at bedtime, dressing them, hugging them, laughing with them, reading stories to them imbuing them with love for Hashem and for the Torah? Does anyone know the strength that it takes to be a Jewish woman? The love, the fortitude, the insight? Nobody knows besides Hashem.
Now, it all sounds so blissful, but at least one woman's going to challenge this and say, get with the times. Don't you know the world has changed? Women today have different demands than they did in the olden days. We're more fragmented. We're not as grounded as the women of the olden days. And yes, that's what it feels like. The world is calling us, pulling us in, and we think we have to manage everything and take care of everything to give our focus and attention to every which demand that clamors for our attention. But that's when we are scattered and we have lost touch with our core, the essence of ourselves. The mother of all dichotomy is that first sin, the sin of when Adam and Chava ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Suddenly they had an awareness of themselves apart from their mission in life. They thought there's me, there's the things I want, there's the name I have to make for myself, the image I have to portray. And then there's also those things that I have to do. Those are my tasks and my duties. That's when the schism sets in. That's when we're lost and confused and are trying to cover all bases. Guess what? We don't have to cover all bases. We have to genuinely see ourselves as the embodiment of the mission that Hashem has chosen for us. And then we can ask ourselves at each given moment, what does Hashem want from me now? And it might vary from day to day, from moment to moment, but our core remains the same, an expression of the mission for which Hashem has chosen us. The Freer de Grebe explains about those words we say in Hallel, Ana Hashem Kiani Avdecha. People think it means, please Hashem, because I am your servant. But in Hallel, Ana is written with a hey, not with an aleph. Ana with an aleph means please, but Ana with a hey. You know what Ana with a hey means? It means we're. Ana Hashem Kiani Avdecha. Where do you need me, Hashem? Because I am your servant. That's where I want to be because I am your servant. This is something we know the Rebetzin lived. She was not where she would get the most publicity or gratitude. She was wherever Hashem wanted her to be. And this is the epitome of Jewish womanhood. The Rebbe said about Yudalad Kislev, the day when the Rebbe and the Rebetzin got married, it is the day when I became connected with you and you with me. This means that the Rebetzin was the connection point between the Rebbe and the Hasidim. We will never even know what this truly means, but this also is what epitomizes Jewish womanhood. And we each have the power to be like the Rebetzin, the very foundation and the anchor of the Jewish people. So it all sounds very good, but how do we get there? That's where the new age ties in. We live in a time where Torah study is so accessible and it gets us in touch with our core, with the essence of who we are. Many women in the olden days didn't have access to Torah study, but we do and abundantly Baruch Hashem. We know from Hasidus that Hashem gave us his very self in giving us the Torah. When we study Torah, we actually get to get the essence of Hashem. We get to align ourselves with our core, with our identity and keep focused on who we are. I have to tell you a story of an amazing woman that I got to know some years ago. She has a really unusual story of being born to Christian parents. And in fact, her father is a minister. What she didn't know was that her mother's mother's mother was Jewish. And this she found out supposedly by coincidence, looking for the graves of her ancestors. One thing led to another. Hashem was, of course, guiding to her path. And today she's a completely from woman. When she started her journey, she didn't even know she was Jewish. So, of course, she wasn't even from at all. And she was already married to a non-Jewish Polish man, a computer expert with kids. Eventually, not only did she become from and her husband converted after choosing this path on his own, where he now wears a tzitzis and yarmulke, he has a full beard. They lead an inspiring from life. She told me something amazing. It was so moving. She said that although she and her husband were always close to each other, there was something missing. They had a strong mutual admiration, but when it came to conversation, somehow it felt hollow. There was a lack, and it served as a point of dissatisfaction in their relationship. It left a gap. There was obviously a void, something that wasn't there. But then, when she became from and her husband became Jewish, 
this problem ceased to be. There came a point when it all changed and each conversation became meaningful. Even their mundane conversations feel purposeful because at the core of it is always Hashem and their mission in life. Even if it's about grocery shopping, every conversation, no matter how seemingly mundane, brings them closer together. Now, admittedly, this woman is special, very spiritually in tune, but this is a story that's an expression of a very deep truth. So many people feel torn. How do I reach my potential? Which activities are the most important? When am I being true to my deepest self? When I'm out there with the people, when I'm with my family, when I'm organizing meals, when I'm reading by myself? Well, guess what? Each and everything that we do can actually be expression of our deepest self if we realize our source and our mission. Nothing is mundane when at the core of everything is Hashem. The way to keep Hashem at the core of everything, to realize that Hashem is indeed the essence of everything, is we need to study Tyra. We have to study Hasidus. Everyone has their own learning capabilities, their own areas of interest for study, but we each have our place in connecting through study. We need perspective. When we study Tyra, when we study Hasidus, it allows us to put on Hashem's glasses. It can change the way we think and feel. Seeing things for what they truly are helps us develop a clear outlook. When I was a little girl, I used to play at my friend's house a lot, and her mother had all kinds of interesting books on the bookshelf. One book had something on the front cover that looked like an ice cream in an ice cream poem with a delicious cherry on top. But this book, which was actually about heart health, had a note on the inside of the front cover. It said, what appears to be an ice cream with a cherry on top is actually a blocked artery with the blood working immensely to push through that hard fat. Whoa, (laughs) what a change of perspective and what a change of attitude towards a picture that once looked enticing and appetizing. If you first had a feeling of temptation, well, now you would have a feeling of disgust. All you need is a fresh view of things, a deeper insight, and not only does your awareness change, but your feelings change based on your new awareness. Listen, our journey as women is unique. The influence that women hold is boundless. It's something that only us women can truly feel, but everyone can marvel at and come to appreciate while never truly knowing. The only one who knows what a woman does is Hashem. The feminine influence is a gift and it's a responsibility. We are the bedrock of the Jewish people in today's day and age, when the world is becoming vaster and smaller at the same time, in order to wield our influence in the most effective, powerful, beautiful way, we absolutely have to study Tyra. As busy as we all are, and some of us are exceptionally busy, there is hardly a woman on planet Earth who doesn't have at least 20 minutes to study every single day. We have to tune into a share, keep with at least one single program until we develop a good level of comfort and familiarity and joy in the language of the Gemara. Call pruta opruta mistarefes lachash ben gadol. Each and every coin combines to form a great sum. Taking in Hashem himself, studying the Torah has a profound effect on us and our perspective and helps us stay true to our mission, love and with joy. Do we know who the Rebetzin is? No, we don't. Not at all. But in another way, we don't. Do. Look inside your own beautiful, womanly heart, and you will see the Rebetzin there, the foundation of Hashem's people, the lighthouse for generations that will come, the bedrock of our nation, the ultimate homemaker. Really, what could be better than a homemaker? After all, the Alter Rebbe reminds us in Tanya that this is indeed the purpose of all humanity, to make a home for Hashem in the lowest realms. So Hashem should bless us all, that we should finally make place a home for him as shluchas of the Rebbe with the coming of Mashiach Tzitkenu right now. And I'm opening up the floor for discussion. I see some hands raised.